going on, family? TGIF. Thank God it's Friday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. You know the drill. I'm your man, GP, Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a fantastic week. Cheers to the weekend. That's right. We've made it through another week, and boy, there's been a lot going on. But hey, if you're listening, you've survived. And so that in itself is cause for celebration. So I hope you have something cool planned to do for this weekend. As I always do, shout out to everyone who joins us by way of social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Faction Show. And for those subscribed to our podcast, it's a wonderful thing. Thank you for doing that. If you've not done that, click the subscribe button. And if you've done that, make sure you are rating and leaving comments uh, for this podcast on your preferred podcast platform. And do me a favor today. Tell three people about The Faction. Do it on your social media. Do it in your personal life, whatever. Let them know what we've got going on because I think it's a lot of fun and I hope you will as well. So with that said, let's dive into wrestling news. Got some news for you on the Wednesday Night War. Tried to give you a little bit of time to check it out. So congratulations to NXT as for the first time since this war began back in October of last year, they have chalked up three consecutive weeks of wins. Congratulations as NXT's second night of the Great American Bash came in at 759,000 viewers compared to night two of AEW's Fighter Fest, which came in at 715,000 viewers. Now, both shows uh, lost 4% of their viewers from week to week. Not fully sure why that is, but uh, for sure, it was a big, big night for both brands. We saw some pretty impressive things happen. On the AEW side, we saw the first time ever the Revival, or FTR, and the Young Bucks together in the same ring in an actual wrestling capacity. They were part of an eight-man tag, which if I could take a minute to talk about it, it was one of the first things that AEW did that took me to New Japan. If you're a fan of New Japan, you know they are very good for multi-man matches. And I don't just mean a tag match. I mean they will do a six or an eight-man tag match without a problem. And I think this was an amazing way to showcase the tag team division and the depth of the tag team division in AEW. Absolutely brilliant move. An amazing match. Like, I watched it going, my God, how are none of these teams the tag team champions right now? Just incredible. Speaking of the tag team champions, the tag titles were on the line as Hangman Page and Kenny Omega successfully defended for the second consecutive week, this time against Private Party. It also was met with the uh, main event match of Chris Jericho against freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Uh, Kind of a cool match. I don't know if that would have been the go-home match for me. But again, part of the challenge there is the original plan, which was to have uh, the AEW championship match, uh, was altered because of COVID-19. That'll happen next week at Fight for the Fallen. Um, Perhaps the one move in here that has caused a lot of people to ask questions is Taz gifting the FTW championship to his man, Brian Cage. Now, I actually have a theory as to why I think that happened, but for those who are unfamiliar with the FTW championship, um, it means 
F the World. And it's a championship that was created by Taz during a space where ECW did not have a world champion. During that particular space, Shane Douglas, who was the champion, was injured and was out for months and did not give Taz a shot. So Taz created his own championship and, I might add, defended it as well which I think is kind of important. Now we've just handed Brian Cage a championship. Not only have we handed him a championship, but I don't know, does this make next week's match a title for title match? If it does, it says to me they are responding to the title for title match that we saw on NXT's Great American Bash. I'm not sure how I feel about uh, this FTW championship. Couple that with, there's been a lot given to Brian Cage. Like, Brian Cage is amazing. If you're not familiar with him, go back and watch some Impact or go back even further if you can and watch Lucha Underground. That was my first introduction to Brian Cage, and uh, he's pretty amazing. The things he can do, absolutely incredible. And I have to say on record that I love the pairing of Brian Cage and Taz. To me, it is the most organic pairing of a manager and a talent since Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. I think it just makes all the sense in the world. But the FTW championship at this stage doesn't make sense. Not when he hasn't fought for the championship, not while there's still an AEW championship. And what becomes of this FTW championship after next week? Will he defend it if he wins the championship? If he loses the championship, what does that mean? I, I just think it could be not necessarily the best move, but uh, we'll see how this plays out. And does it complicate things for AEW? After all, they just added the TNT championship. You've got the tag team championship, the women's championship. Do you need another title, particularly a title that doesn't really mean a whole lot? I don't know. But that was Fighter Fest and uh, leading up to, of course, Fight for the Fallen, which will be next week. A big title match for John Moxley, who's returning against Brian Cage. Love to hear what your thoughts are on that. The other side of the coin, of course, is NXT's Great American Bash. Three consecutive weeks of big-time action, big-time ratings for them defeating AEW. Headlined, of course, by the main event, title for title, Keith Lee becomes the first man to hold the NXT Championship and the NXT North American Championship simultaneously. Congratulations to Keith Lee. What an amazing match. Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. And I got to spend some time showing some love to Keith Lee. Here's a guy who, again, is a super heavyweight, has done all that has been asked of him, has really made his way up the ranks in the world of pro wrestling. Here's a guy who is not new to championship gold. He is a former champion at PWG, that's Pro Wrestling Gorilla, which the connection there is that was run by Excalibur. Excalibur is one of the lead announcers for AEW. Got it. Good. Also, he's a former champion at Evolve. Uh, he was the WWN champion there, where he, oddly enough, defeated Matt Riddle to win that championship at Evolve 94. He would lose that title, ironically, to Austin Theory. Austin Theory, of course, is currently on Raw and, of course, 
Matt Riddle is currently on SmackDown. Of course, we really started to see the rise of Keith Lee this past November, uh, starting with the NXT invasion of SmackDown. Well, really, we could go back a little further than that to his wars with Dominic Dijakovic earlier last year. It was pretty impressive stuff, and uh, where we saw really two big men move like cruiserweights, and they were absolutely special. Then, of course, we saw him head over to SmackDown. His Impressive showing at NXT TakeOver War Games, followed by the amazing moment of him representing NXT and getting the pin over Seth Rollins, going one-on-one -on -one with Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. That was pretty amazing. Then you come into 2020, his one-on-one -on -one confrontation with Brock Lesnar inside the Royal Rumble. He would then go on to win the North American Championship. It's been an amazing period for Keith Lee, who continues to prove himself and ultimately ends the 403-day reign of Adam Cole, who was an amazing NXT champion as well. So some great, great things. Things there. I should also mention that he is, Keith Lee that is, is the second African-American man to hold the NXT championship. In case you don't know who the first is, it was Big E. Big E was the second man to hold the NXT championship where he defeated Seth Rollins. Yeah, who was the first champion. So a little bit of NXT history for you. Uh, I do think it's interesting that it only took 10 years for there to be two black men to hold the NXT championship where it took much, much longer for one black man to hold the WWE championship. Yeah. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. So again, congratulations to Keith Lee doing incredible things. An amazing future for him as a double champion. And let me just throw this out there. NXT is killing the game, but I think they may have taken a cue from New Japan. If you remember earlier this year at Wrestle Kingdom, we saw the rise of Tetsuya Naito, who uh, over a two-day period would win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and, of course, the IWGP Championship, both titles he still holds. So it'll be interesting to watch this dual championship thing uh, going on, certainly in the men's side of things on NXT. We've seen it on the women's side with Becky Lynch, of course, at WrestleMania 35. And then that was fairly short-lived, about a month or two. And then, of course, we've seen Bayley uh, as the SmackDown Women's Champion and SmackDown Tag Team Champion. So I want to get your thoughts on Wednesday night, the Wednesday night war. Who do you think really won it in terms of the better show? We saw from a ratings perspective, it's been NXT. But what was your preference over these last two weeks? Was it Fighter Fest? Was it the Great American Bash? Let us know by way of social media. Speaking of social media, make sure you're following us and sharing us with your friends and loved ones. You can do that by way of our podcast as well. Again, at The Faction Show on social media and you can look for the faction show or the faction bonafide on all of your podcast platforms make sure you're subscribing rating and leaving a comment well hope you guys have an absolutely amazing weekend stay tuned to our social media channels as of course we'll have lots of content happening between now and next week and until then it's your man gb gerard bonner representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and john murray collectively we're known as the faction. I lead my people. Here we go.